Thank you, President Hagan. Thank you. You may be seated. Oh, it is such a delight to be here at North Central. Go Rams! Yeah. Thank you, President Hagan and all the other folks that we've known through the years. We're Bob and Sherilyn Cook. We're older than we've ever been in our lives. We're 72, almost 71, and a long time ago, we said yes to Jesus, and we've been following him ever since. And so it is a delight to be here with you today. And, and as uh, President Hagan said, we're here to talk about mercy ships. And mercy ships provides hope and healing for the forgotten poor on the continent of Africa. And to do that, we utilize hospital ships. By the way, we have a table, a display table. We didn't bring enough literature to give it to all of you, but we'd love for you to go by. I wish we could give you a free meal to entice you to our table, but we didn't do that. But uh, we'd love for you to find out more about mercy ships. We're uh, sensitive to the time. I've served on a faculty. I know about classes starting, and I know some of you are addicted to food, and you need to go to the dining hall soon. But we're going we're gonna to keep it rolling. Sherilyn, just tell them real quickly about the ministry called Our Family. We're so thankful for the faithfulness of the Lord these uh, almost 53 years that we've been married. And uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. But God has blessed us with three wonderful children, and I'm just going to tell you real quick uh, who they are. The top, uh, the picture of our son Josh and his wife Sarah Jane, they pastor in Grand Junction, Colorado, Victory Life Church. And uh, our son Jeremy and his wife Tamara pastor uh, Lavington Vineyard Church in Nairobi, Kenya, Africa. And yes, we have African grandchildren, Kayla. <laughs> Yes, they adopted them um, almost 19 years ago. And then our daughter Jenna and her husband Ben are worship pastors at a church in Birmingham, Alabama. And our oldest son Josh and Jenna and Ben all graduated from Bethany University. So Amen. we're so thankful. Amen. President Hagan already mentioned the founder of Mercy Ships, Don and Dion Stevens. We have known them since our early days, our teenage days back in western Colorado. And we'll tell you more about the story of Don Stevens in a moment. But Mercy Ships simply follows the 2,000-year-old model of Jesus providing hope and healing to some of the world's forgotten poor. And to do that, we utilize hospital ships which provide world-class, and I'm, I focus on that, it is world-class medical, surgical, and dental care to poor coastal nations on Africa. Everything we do on board our ship is free of charge. Patients are not charged anything at all. We're asked often, why do you use ships? Well, a couple of quick reasons. Number one is efficiency. We can bring everything we need on board the ship to every port. Secondly is accessibility. Over 50% of the world's population, especially in the continent of Africa, live within 100 miles of a port city. I want to show you a, a slide of our two ships in fact, uh, Chris, let's show that slide. By the way, I want to say thank you to Chris. Big, big round of applause for Chris up there. Chris, let's, 
Let's go to that second slide of the ships, and we'll just save some time. There are two ships on the left there is the Africa Mercy. That ship has been in constant use for the last 15 years. It is now taking a few months off to be refurbished. In a few days, it will set sail for Durban, South Africa where it will have dry dock maintenance. And Lord willing, should the Lord delay his return, our hope is in December of this year, the Africa Mercy on the left will head toward the nation of Madagascar. The ship on the right is our new ship. It is our brand new miracle ship. It is called the Global Mercy. It is 600 feet long. That's two football fields long. It costs over $200 million. It is totally paid for because of God's people and churches and corporations that have helped us. It's amazing. It's got 200 hospital beds. Our smaller ship only had 78 hospital beds. The large ship has quarters for our crew and staff of over 600. The other ship was, was 400 people. Uh, we also, on the Global Mercy, we have classrooms, we have surgical simulators. Part of our vision is to bring African medical professionals on board for training. We also have our own ICU, our pharmacy, and our radiology. We're thankful for the ships that we utilize. Now we're going to show, show you a brief video that will help to explain more about Mercy ships. Though it's a bit outdated, it's still going to help you understand about the uh, vision of Mercy Ships. You're going to see Don Stevens, the founder, who began Mercy Ships in 1978 at the young age of 32. Now please turn your attention to this video. and the ridicule and the 
hard lives that they've had up until this point, then to have a world full of nurses and the other ship staff, people just pour out so much love on them. Love does make a difference. We've seen these videos hundreds of times, but they always just grasp our hearts. So I hope they ministered to you today and just help you see a glimpse of what Mercy Ships does. Our crew are all volunteers. We have over 400 on the Africa Mercy and over 600 on the Global Mercy. Over the span of one year, we have over 1,200 different people who serve. They come from 50 different nations, with about a third of them coming from the United States. 50% of our, our team are medical personnel. We need doctors, surgeons, nurses, anesthesiologists, dentists, and many others. But it's important to note that the other 50% are non-medical. We need all sorts of technical volunteers. We need teachers. We need cooks. Yes, we even have a school on board uh, for all of the crew that bring their whole families, and it's an accredited uh, K through 12 school on board the ship. And uh, we need housekeepers, receptionists, dining room staff, and more. Plus, we need all sorts of technical volunteers, such as carpenters, seamen, plumbers, electricians. Uh, we have a fact sheet out on our table you can grab just to give you some ideas of other uh, positions that we have available right now. Some of our volunteers serve for only two weeks, some for two months, a month or longer, some for a year or longer. Everyone pays their own airfare to the port city in Africa, plus they pay a nominal uh, $400 monthly room and board fee. Um, you can also go to our website, mercyships.org, and click on the volunteer icon and also look at other lists of volunteers that we need. 
we're often asked, uh, why Africa? Aren't there poor people everywhere in the world that need health care? The answer is yes, but let me just share some interesting stats with you. 93% of sub-Saharan Africa do not have access. I said do not have access to the health care we need. We, they need. We know that we in America, we can moan about our health care system, but uh, when you compare it with, with what Sub-Saharan Africa has, there is no comparison whatsoever. This stat isn't on the screen, but let me just tell you this. In America, for a city of 100,000 people, on average, you would have 278 doctors. 100,000 people, 278 doctors in America. In Senegal, the nation where our Africa Mercy just left, in a city of 100,000 people, you have seven doctors. Seven doctors for 100,000 people. Dentists here in the U.S., 100,000 people city, you would have approximately 61 dentists. In Senegal, for a city of 100,000 people, you would have, on average, one dentist. That is why we go to Africa. Of the world's 28 poorest nations, 27 of them are in Africa. Many of the healthcare uh, facilities are in disrepair. The electrical grid uh, is unreliable, and that again is why we go to Africa. What do we do with Mercy Ships? Yes, we do surgeries, but you've already uh, seen on the video that we want to mentor and train. We call it medical capacity building. This last summer, we had 242 African medical professionals on board our ship. We have state-of-the-art surgical simulators. We want to increase the healthcare capacity in Africa. Besides that, we have teams that go out and renovate facilities and improve them. I think we've got a couple of before and afters. We've got a shot of a surgery area before we came and then after we came. You can see what it looks like now. Let me just quickly talk to you about surgeries. We don't do every surgery in the world, but since 1978, when we began, to God be the glory, we have seen just over 106,000 life-transforming surgeries done free of charge on board our ship. A half a million dental procedures. 50% of our surgeries are ophthalmic, related to the eye, cataracts. Sherilyn will tell a quick story here in a moment. 25% of our surgeries are maxillofacial, with, with the face. You've seen some hideous facial tumors that we have surgeons that specialize in removing those, also cleft palate. The remainder of the surgeries are orthopedic, uh, burn repair, reconstructive, and also uh, we specialize in a women's health procedure called obstetric fistula. Sherilyn, why don't you share a couple of stories? A few years ago when um, the Africa Mercy docked in the nation of Cameroon, they, the protocol is, is that they always take a, a few days to a week to get everything set up before they start screening patients. And a nurse was out on the deck walking around, and she looked down the gangway and saw this young woman holding a, a tiny bundle in her arm. And the Lord just spoke to her and said, go down and talk to her. So she did. And when she unwrapped her little baby that was in the, in the blanket, that top left picture is little Paul. And he, uh, you can just see how frail and uh, 
weak he is in that picture. And she knew that he wasn't going to last even a few more days because he had uh, had a cleft palate and a cleft lip, and he wasn't able to breastfeed or to suck on a bottle. So she knew that he wasn't going to be able to last very many more days. So she just broke all the rules and told the young woman to follow her. And they took little Paul up on board the ship, started him on the intravenous uh, feeding program. And you can see that bottom right-hand picture. He has uh, gotten strength and was ready for the surgery. The next picture, yes. The next picture is of Paul and his mother. You can tell he is not malnourished there. (laughs) He had the surgery and he just is able to eat and just thrive. And we're so thankful for what little Paul was able to receive from the Africa Mercy. Then um, the next picture, Bob mentioned cataracts. You know, here in the United States, um, there's so many people. You no doubt some of you have had parents or grandparents that have had cataract surgery. And it's not a really big deal here. Well, there, um, even children are born with cataracts because of the bad nutrition and bad water supply. And this family in this picture had five children. All five of them were born with cataracts, and they were all five were blind. But the parents heard about mercy ships when the children were ages 6 to 15 and took them on board the ship. They all had their cataracts removed, and they all left that ship being able to see. The last surgery I'm going to tell you about is for women's health. So many times in third world countries, women that go through um, labor and then delivery, sometimes the labors last two and three days. And um, it's just they don't have the option of, of uh, having a cesarean. And they just suffer through. And in the, in the uh, process, their bladders are just totally destroyed. And they leave... Um, most of the time not able to have any more children. They leave with their with the incontinent and not able to, um, to control their bladders. And they leak urine all the time. So we, we go out and find them. A lot of times they won't be, want to be seen in public because they've had, suffered so much rejection. But we bring these women on board the ship, do the surgery. It's called obstetric fistula. Repair their bladders and... Um, when they leave, we have a celebration. And you can see we give them a brand new celebration dress. And uh, we just have a party. They have jewelry and a makeover. And uh, we just uh, send them on their way back to their families. So now we'd like to show you one more video before Bob shares a, a brief message.
Doctors were trained. Lives transformed. And the more love was given, the more it grew. A few staff became an army of volunteers. Amen. Amen. Thank you again, Pastor Hagen, for allowing us to come and be with you. Let me just wrap this up with just a, a few minutes of, of sharing with you the backstory, and then I'm going to turn this to President Hagen. There's a scripture that I'd like up on the screen from Mark chapter 6. It's verses 50 and 51. Jesus spoke to them and said, Take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Then he climbed into the boat with them, and the wind died down. I don't know if you realize it, but one of the first lines of the first song that were sung this morning in this chapel was, I will sing in the midst of the storm. How appropriate that we sing about, we talk about singing in the midst of the storm. This text tells us of a time when the disciples were afraid. The text says, the wind was against them. No doubt all of us here today have felt oftentimes the wind is against them. But Jesus showed up when the wind was against them. He got into their boat and the winds died down. I simply want to say to you, young man, young lady, let Jesus in the boat of your life and watch what he can do. Here's the backstory of Mercy Ships. A long time ago, way back in 1963, a young man graduated from high school. He was raised in a small farming community, raised potato and corn in Olathe, Colorado. Don Stevens attended a small little Assemblies of God church with maybe 30 people in it. He graduated from high school in 63, moved 50 miles to the north to attend a junior college, began attending First Assembly of God in Grand Junction, the same local church where Sherilyn and I grew up. 
His uh, girlfriend, Dion Green, also attended that church. In 1964, he heard about a missions trip that was being organized within the Assemblies of God nationally. About 140 young people, 10 of whom were from our church. I still remember, I was only 14 at the time, I remember that group of 10 being prayed over as we sent them off to the missions trip to the Bahamas. I know people say, a tough place to go to for a mission trip. Those 140 uh, people from around the nation, there were some other folks there, a guy named Lauren Cunningham, a guy named Warren Flattery, a guy named Bob Hoskins. They went to the Bahamas. First few weeks, everything was just awesome. But the last two weeks, they were all going to come back to Nassau, the main city, and have major street rallies. But something else showed up. In August of 1964, Hurricane Cleo showed up and wiped out the last two weeks of the missions trip, obliterated all of their nicely organized program. The winds were against them. Have you ever had things happen that you didn't plan? Of course you have. Life was what happened, somebody said, when you had something else planned. Most of the last two weeks was spent trying to get out of the wind and the rain, and one, one certain day, they were in an airplane hangar trying to get out of the wind, and a young lady began to pray. They were having a prayer meeting, and a young lady spoke what I believe was a prophetic prayer. She said, oh God, wouldn't it be something if someday you would help us provide a ship that could be filled with doctors and nurses that could help nations like this that are going through disasters? When Don Stevens, a 19-year-old kid from a farming community, heard that prayer, God whispered in Don's heart and said, that's what I want you to do with your life. Don Stevens came back from that trip, ended up enrolling at Bethany Bible College, graduated went on with Lauren Cunningham to help begin and lead Youth of the Mission. Out of Youth of the Mission in 1978, Mercy Ships was birthed. The point is this. In the midst of a horrible storm, in a disaster that wiped out well-orchestrated plans, God was there. Jesus was in the boat I believe that we are here today not by accident. I believe God brought us here, yes, to show some of you opportunities to serve. But could it be that some of you here today are going through a horrible, turbulent time in your life and God just brought a couple of older people just to remind you that Jesus wants to be in your boat in the middle of Hurricane Cleo, men and women, God was doing something supernatural God started something that day in a horrible situation that now is providing hope and healing to thousands of people in Africa. Indeed, we will sing in the midst of the storm because we never know what God is going to do in our lives. Surrender to him, North Central University Rams, and watch what he does with your life. God bless you all.